Hello, this is episode 254 and in it, I'm going to discuss something that I get asked about a lot. Look, anytime that I mention that I personally don't agree with locating your sink in your island bench, I get a lot of people asking me why. And so in this episode, I'm going to go through the various reasons why I believe that you shouldn't locate your sink in your island bench when you're designing your kitchen. I'll also take you through lots of what-if scenarios uh, scenarios that people then share with me as they try to nut this out for their own design, as in, you know, what if I only include a smaller sink in my island bench? I'm going to dig into that one and a few more as well. So I've got six main reasons to not include a sink in your island bench and five what-ifs that you may be thinking about. Now, remember, if you want to grab a full free downloadable PDF transcript of this episode with links to other resources that we discussed, then you can access that by heading to www.undercover architect.com forward slash 254 that's the numbers 254 now let's dive in i begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout australia and i recognize the continuing connection to lands waters skies and communities i pay my respect to aboriginal and torres strait islander cultures and to elders both past and present if we haven't met before i'm amelia lee based in northern New South Wales, Australia. I'm a wife, mum and architect and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers and even older, I have a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect, and it's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious and you can be the active driver in your project, navigating it with know-how and confidence. Undercover Architect helps and teaches homeowners through this podcast, the website and our online courses and programs, including my flagship program, Home Method. I truly believe that when you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. Grab access to my free online workshop, Your Project Plan, and learn super helpful information to save time, money and stress in your reno or new build. You can find it at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash project plan. That's P-R-O-J-E-C-T-P-L-A-N. Now, let's get on to the episode. I was actually prompted to do this episode after I posted something on UA's social media recently. I just watched the kitchen reveals on the block and I often get asked if I watch the block and I usually don't. But on this unsuspecting Sunday evening, I tuned in, found out that they had the kitchen reveals and I was quickly reminded why I don't watch the block because I spent a fair amount of time talking at the television, especially as I listened to the judges' feedback. And personally, I really struggled with poor planning and layouts, uh, lighting for feature and not for function, butler's pantries that duplicated the kitchen itself, lots of finishes and detailing that I really didn't think was suitable for living on acreage with dust and dirt and daily kitchen grime. 
And then I was also surprised by how many of these really generously sized kitchens actually included sinks in these generously sized island benches that they had in these kitchens. And so when I posted about this and I shared that it's a pet hate of mine to put the sink into the island bench, the question came, why can't the sink go into the island bench? And hence this episode. Now, I've discussed this topic before in various locations. It's mentioned inside my online program, Home Method. It's also in the Kitchen Design Challenge, which is a mini course that I have specifically specifically for kitchen design and layout. And then of course the kitchen design challenge can be bought separately and it's also inside my online course Interior Design 101. This episode though, it's going to be really great for those who aren't inside those programs to have this as a resource. And also for any time I get asked this on social media again, I can point you to episode 254 and it will answer why I don't like including a sink in the island bench. So let's go through the various reasons that I'm not a fan of sinks in island benches. And to be clear, it's not just the sink that I like to keep out of the island bench. My preference is actually to not have any services in your island bench or at least no services in the bench top. So the reasons that I'll go through, will speak to that generally, but especially your sink. Now, I want to remind you though, it is entirely up to you what you do with your kitchen layout and how you arrange things. My goal for this episode is to share a design opinion that I have that's based on my experience and then to help you think intentionally about whether this is a fit for you. You may not agree with my opinion, which is totally okay. And interestingly, I find that others can have really strong opinions about this topic. And if you feel like I'm making you your kitchen design wrong or terrible by suggesting that you shouldn't put your sink in the island, that's not the case at all. What I hope actually happens when I share these opinions of mine, these opinions that are based on experience of working with hundreds and hundreds of homeowners, I really just want you to mentally rehearse the use of your future kitchen and observe the use of your current kitchen and then make your design decisions for your kitchen so much more intentionally because that's a really good thing. You know, my goal with all of the information that I share here is it about it's it's just about encouraging you to think intentionally about your own home design and not just do what just seems to be done everywhere else or unthinkingly gets put into a floor plan, you know, not even by you and and then not noticed. And that's so often what happens with the sink in the island bench. So let's dive into the six points that I want to make about kitchen sinks and why I don't recommend including your sink in your island bench. And then I have five what ifs that I regularly get asked in response to my thoughts on sinks in island benches. So here goes. All right. Point number one. In most kitchens, the island bench is an, is, an, is an expensive investment and it's a feature item that is on display. So when I'm reviewing kitchen designs or I'm speaking to homeowners about their kitchens, I see many prioritise creating a really generous island bench as part of their layout. And often this means maxing out the potential of the material that they're using, which can often be a stone or a reconstituted stone. So island bench tops that are three metres long are not uncommon because that's, you know, the, the length of the stone slab. Now, many will also be curious about the best depth or the best width of the island bench. Again, the material can be the constraint, as can the joinery that you're placing under it and whether you want a cantilevered overhang to pull stools up to it or you're expecting that you're going to include brackets or legs to accommodate that overhang. But for the most part, you know, many are designing their islands at three metres by 0.8 metres in size. You know, some may be pulling these, the the length back to 2.7 or to 2.4 metres, 
depending on the layout of their kitchen and the size that they have available in their floor plan. Some are doing their island benches a lot larger and then just putting joins in whatever the material is that they're putting on the bench top. Now, I personally don't think that that island benches need to be any longer than three metres. If you're needing yours to be to, to be smaller, you know, 2.4 metres is still super generous, especially if you don't locate your kitchen sink in it. You know, 2.4 metres is a, is a generous island bench. And the thing is that kitchens are a really big investment. Many will make a call very early on whether they want an island bench or not as part of the layout. I see a lot of renovators actually doing a lot of floor plan design gymnastics to specifically get an island bench in because they might be reconfiguring an old U-shaped kitchen or something like that. And then what happens is that the island bench actually ends up being quite a feature of the kitchen design. It's seen as a focal point. I mean, it's called an island bench. So it sits on its own and it can be finished in materials that differ to the kitchen itself. It can also, you know, I see that some of the best designs, they actually treat the island bench like a piece of furniture. You can find designs where the island is like a a piece of sculpture or art with curves and shaped elements and joinery detailing and feature strip lighting. You know, it, this island bench will factor into many kitchen designs as a lovely, generous table or a serving area in the kitchen that people naturally gravitate towards and gather around when they walk into your home or when you're entertaining. And, besi- you know, being like this, it means that it's often a big investment in your overall kitchen design itself. You know, even if your island bench isn't the size of a slab of stone, unless you've designed to use those the stone off cuts elsewhere, you will often end up using the whole slab of stone to get the bench top the size that you need and then the rest getting chucked in the bin. So, you know, people will also spend a lot of time and money resolving the visible joinery panel that's on the back of the island and the bench seating that they're going to choose and then the lighting over the top it becomes you know this very strong focal point and in my experience those who are including an island bench in their design they will invest a lot financially and decision wise on how that island bench will feature in their kitchen design overall which then seems at odds with going about cutting a hole in the bench top to add a very functional and a very utilitarian object such as a kitchen sink And that leads me to my next point. My point number two is that the sink is a messy zone in the kitchen. You know, the sink, in my experience, it's rarely a clean and uncluttered zone. Even in a home where the dishwasher is used for absolutely everything, there will still be dishes and glassware and other items in and around the sink. And if you add to that some teenage children who seem to have a massive aversion to rinsing dishes and putting them straight into the dishwasher, you know, I find that you can almost celebrate the fact that they made it to the sink itself instead of just being left around the house somewhere, even though they're not supposed to take food to their rooms. Now, maybe that's just my house, but you know, I've never walked into a house which is actually being used by a family and the sink doesn't have stuff in it on it or around it. At the very least, there'll be a plug, there'll be a cloth to wipe things down and some hand soap that seems to hang out nearby. Now, when the sink is in use, either just for rinsing or washing things up or simply for filling things up with water, it's messy. You know, water usually splashes around it, stuff will drip whilst it drains, clothes and sponges hang out nearby. And sinks can also vary in their design and that can impact how fit for purpose they are to accommodate what you'll actually use them for. So, I see many will choose sinks that are a single bowl or perhaps a one and a half bowl and no drain board because they prefer the aesthetic of that in their sink. But then if anything does need to be drained next to the sink, it's going to be sitting on your bench top or sitting on a tea towel or something like that, you know. And if the sink's then in your island bench, then that's going to be in the middle of your kitchen. 
I actually had someone on my socials call the sink in the island bench a throne to the dishes, which I thought was funny and apt because when the sink is in your island bench, it does draw a lot of attention to it as the focal point within the focal point of your kitchen, you know, and given how messy a zone it can be, that's going to draw a lot of attention to that messy zone. Now, I see some choose a tidy, more aesthetically pleasing sink for their main kitchen, and then they'll have a messy, more utilitarian sink for their butler's pantry as a workaround to this. Look, if you have the space and the desire, this can work to a point. But even in those kitchens, I still see the sink that's in the actual kitchen being a place of mess and clutter and water. And I often see when people locate their sink in the island that this mess and clutter can then compete with the ability to use the island for all of its potential functions. I'm going to mention more about this in another point, but I just simply wanted to point out the fact that I am yet to see a kitchen sink that when in use isn't something that is messy and generates mess. And if that's located in your island bench, then that will impact how the island can feel and function. Now, my point number three is that we don't stand at our sinks like we used to and hence don't need to have it in the island bench in order to feel connected to other activity in the home. You know, one of the reasons that I see many locate their sink in their island is because they picture themselves standing at it and then still being able to interact with activity taking place at the island bench or in the adjacent spaces, which will usually be the family dining and living space. However, kitchens these days, they're used very differently to how they were a few decades ago and needing to have visibility whilst you stand at the sink, it just doesn't seem to be significant to me as it used to be. Now, this is because of a combination of things. Families really vary now in how they use kitchens, if and how they entertain, how they prepare meals and who is using the kitchen and when. And one of the benefits and privileges that I have in Undercover Architect is just connecting with the volume of homeowners that I do and hearing the variety of ways that families operate and function on a daily basis and then what that means for the spaces in their homes, especially their kitchens. So this can mean different people cooking and using the kitchen space simultaneously. It can mean people eating meals at different times. People might be dining at the island or on their laps in front of television instead of at the dining table. People using the dishwasher even when it's only got a few items in it because they hate washing up or they want an uncluttered kitchen and an empty sink. People getting takeaway or using meal prep services like HelloFresh and just not doing the same level of prep in their kitchens. Uh, people batch cooking and having intense use of their kitchens at certain times and not at others and every permutation and variation of that that you can imagine. Standing at the sink and needing to maintain a conversation while you wash up the dishes or you use it for another reason, you know, it just doesn't seem to happen that frequently anymore in my experience. If anything, I actually see homeowners spend more time at their cooktop than at their sink. And I found this to be the case in one of the homes that my husband and I renovated. We had two little ones at that point and when we renovated, I actually put the induction cooktop at the end of our three metre long island bench. And it was a really awesome setup because I could cook dinner and I could keep an eye on my son who was playing in the lounge room on the other side of that island. It was in a big open plan space. And then I could have my daughter in a high chair nearby. Number three hadn't arrived yet. So it was just the two. And it works so much better than having the sink uh, there in the island bench. You know, it would always be my preference. If I couldn't fit both the cooktop and the sink in the back bench, I would put the cooktop in the island and not the sink. Now, right now at my place, the dishwasher hasn't been working. <laughs> you think it'd be the end of the world, but it's not been working. And we've been washing up by hand. And I've still noticed that we, we still don't spend as much time there washing up. 
And we're a family of five, you know, we, we still don't spend as much time there washing up as we do prepping food, cooking food, sitting at the island bench, either eating or having conversations, you know, and given how the dishes then sit beside the sink to drain overnight or while someone dries them up, I am really glad that that sink is not in the middle of our island because that would completely kill a really great working and prep area that's in our kitchen otherwise. Okay, now to my next point, which is point number four, that and this one may be a bit contentious. <laughs> My point number four is that I, I personally don't agree with the working triangle as a means for laying out a kitchen. I do agree with ideal dimensions, but I don't agree with the working triangle. Now, one of the other reasons that a sink is often located in the island bench is because it facilitates this arrangement of what is known as the working triangle in a kitchen. And this can be a triangle that's drawn between the cooktop, the fridge and the sink. Uh, and in the past, there's been so, you know, lots of so-called rules about how big this triangle is supposed to be for your kitchen to be functional, how it's supposed to be shaped, and then how this triangle needs to exist for a kitchen to feel comfortable to use. And I personally do not subscribe to the working triangle for a few reasons. Now, again, I feel that like, I, I mean, my my non-subscription to the working triangle, it relates to how I see homeowners use kitchens these days. When there was only one person in the kitchen preparing a meal, you know, I've, I think the working triangle made sense because it kept everything close at hand and you could move easily between functional elements when doing meal prep, for example. Now, in most modern kitchens uh, for families these days, I will see several people using them at the one time. And the working triangle often means that people are bumping into each other and the functionality of the kitchen is compromised as a result. And I actually do think that a lot of our kitchen design ideas are hangovers from when there was a sole woman in the kitchen on her own cooking meals and cleaning up and the kitchen was then often in its own space as well. So you may have heard me, for example, discuss, discuss that I actually prefer the fridge to be located on the outer edge of a kitchen. I find then it's easy to access, uh, for example, when you're eating outside in your outdoor room or your alfresco, you can just get to the kitchen easily, to the fridge easily. You can then uh, grab a drink or a snack when you're in the dining or the living area as well. And, you know, having kids being able to get to the fridge and also the water and the ice dispenser on the fridge as many homes have these days without them actually disrupting the activity within the kitchen itself in my opinion that works much better but that arrangement doesn't meet the traditional working triangle theory one of the other unexpected challenges that I find that can come from having the working triangle is this now if you have a cook a cooktop and then an underbench oven and then you've tried to locate your sink closely opposite you will have your dishwasher um, then near your sink. And so what that means, if you've got your, your cooktop and your sink kind of opposite each other, you've, you've probably ended up with your oven and your dishwasher not too far from each other as well. And then you'll have an oven door and a dishwasher door that will open up like land flat kind of either opposite each other or near each other. Now, I know that it's not often that those doors are open simultaneously, but I find that it's often enough that it can be really frustrating when people are experiencing it or they're trying to walk through the kitchen and sort of zigzag their way around open doors of either an oven or a dishwasher. So I really prefer to observe dimensions such as the distance between the back bench and the kitchen island, uh, the amount of bench space to have beside your cooktop, the dimensions of the space in front of your fridge and the depths of the bench top overall. And I, I include all of those kind of dimension recommendations inside home method um, in the design module. Uh, there's a whole series of those for every room of your house. Now, in one of the homes that I actually designed some time ago, 
you know, we were trying to keep things compact in the floor plan. And so the option that the homeowners went with was a kitchen that didn't have an island bench at all. And instead, the dining table actually sat in the kitchen pretty much where the island would normally go. And we arranged the cooktop and the sink along the back bench. And then the fridge was in its own zone at 90 degrees to this. Now I'll put a layout of this kitchen in the blog post and the transcript for this podcast episode. So if you head to www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 254, the number's 254, you'll be able to see that layout. Now that kitchen works incredibly well, but the working triangle, it doesn't exist at all. So Don't feel that you need to use the working triangle in your kitchen. Really mentally rehearse how you use your kitchen. It's a much better way for you to approach it. Now, the next reason I have for not placing sinks in the island bench is this. And this is uh, tip number five. So, or my point number five. The island bench does many jobs in a modern family home and having the sink in it disrupts them. So in our contemporary family homes, where kitchens are usually in open plan living and dining areas, I find that the island bench performs many, many functions. Now, as well as the kitchen functions of food prep, the island bench will get used for other things such as, you know, kids doing homework whilst a parent keeps an eye on them during meal prep or because it's just where the kid might like to work. Uh, Also working from home or casual computer work due to the use of, you know, tablets and laptops and things like that. Number of times my hubby sits down at at the island bench with his laptop and starts working there. I see many meals getting eaten at island benches as members of the family might be on different schedules and may not be eating their meals together. When designed well, the island can be a really great servery area, especially when entertaining large groups, really great place to sort of put all of the food down so it's not um, cluttering up the dining table itself or for more casual kind of entertaining. Uh, You'll often find it's where a partner or a friend will sit to have a conversation with whoever is in the kitchen cleaning up or doing meal prep if they're not actually helping with the cleaning up or meal prep or if you've got friends like mine who kind of don't like other people coming into their kitchen zone so you end up sitting on the edge and to speak to them there. Um, And I also see it perform as a general gathering zone where people gravitate towards it when they just come into your home. You know, it feels more casual and temporary than sitting down in your living room. I've observed that people seem they need to be invited to sit at a dining table or in a lounge room, but they'll happily grab the stool at an island bench without invitation and just sit there and have a conversation. And in most homes, uh, you know, island benches, they can be a dumping zone on the end of the island bench where things will get put until they find their permanent home or they end up in the bin. Now, this can also happen on the end of the dining table as well. But I, in you know, in all the homes that I've been into, I usually do see a zone at the end of the island benches where stuff just gets put. And so it's always worth observing this. If this happens in your home and it bothers you, you know, consider in your renovation or building design to see if you can create a place and a process for that dumping to not actually occur on the island bench, but instead for things to have other places to go. But inevitably, it is it is something that does happen in, in most homes that I go into. Now, when the sink gets located in the island bench, and then that becomes the central hub for dirty dishes, washing up, rinsing things, water, you know, all of that kind of stuff. That water and that mess competes with and compromises all of these other potential functions of the island bench. And not only does it steal bench real estate from them, its mess also diminishes the use of that bench real estate around it. These other functions, I believe, are an important part in the enjoyment of having open plan spaces and creating a home where the spaces of that kitchen, dining, living actually flow in with each other And then it all feels like the central hub of the home and family's activities. And the island bench, 
it can often be the hub within this hub. So to put the sink within it then gives lots of attention to that sink and that disrupts the other functions as well. Instead, when you leave it clean as a bench top with no services in it at all, it means it can be this great, beautiful, casual table-like structure in your kitchen for all of these other functions and it can work so well overall. Now, lastly, I wanted to include a point for the renovators in the audience about putting your sink in your island bench. And this is my point number six. Supply of plumbing to an island bench can be problematic, especially in renovations where the existing floor is a concrete slab on ground. Now, the renovation that I mentioned earlier where we located the cooktop in the island bench, one of the reasons that we did this was because of the concrete slab that we had in that home. The thing is that running new services through an existing concrete slab and connecting new service locations to where the existing services infrastructure is, it can be expensive and messy. And in a concrete slab, that'll involve cutting the slab. And it's worth avoiding for that reason, because it can often, you know, it's it's messy, it can be expensive, and it can also be then uh, having difficulties with the structural integrity of the slab as well, depending on how much cutting you're actually doing. And that's the case in any home where you have a slab on ground. Now, if you're going to cover those cuts in the slab with new flooring, then you can conceal where those cuts are. However, in our renovation that we did, we actually wanted to grind and polish the existing concrete slab. And so the cuts that we made to move surfaces around, they were going to be visible in the slab surf surface when, when we were in the finished home. Now, in that kitchen design, we didn't have sufficient space for both the sink and the cooktop to go on the back bench. One of them needed to go in the island bench. And we were keeping the kitchen roughly where it had been in the existing house, you know, managing the services, managing the costs, but we were making that kitchen larger and open plan and demolishing some walls and things like that. Now the water supply and the waste for the old sink, it had been along the back wall in the existing kitchen. The thing to understand is that plumbing pipes and the, the pipes that you need to run for water and waste, they are larger than the space needed for electrical, electrical conduit to run. So um, traditionally, and a lot of times in renovations, you're running electrical conduit through ceilings and then dropping it down. But in a kitchen with an island bench, of course, you can't do that because you don't want to drop it down out of the ceiling. So we we... By putting that cooktop in the island bench, we then only had to cut a smaller strip out of the concrete to accommodate it rather than a much wider one to accommodate plumbing. And leaving the sink on the back bench meant that we only had to move the plumbing sideways, which we could do through cabinetry. It was a double brick home. So we could manage all of that within the joinery. Now, once the small channel was cut for the electrical con conduit, what we then did, it ended up being about uh, five centimetres wide from memory. We actually then laid in some black matte mosaic tiles as a little strip feature over the top, flush with the floor level um, between both benches. And they were the same tiles that we were using uh, as the splashback, where they were a black matte mosaic tile, sort of like a little, tiny little brick pattern. And it ended up being a really discreet way of concealing the services and how we'd run them from one side of the kitchen to the other. It worked really well in the design overall. Now, when you're renovating, moving services around can get expensive and difficult. And it's not just the moving of the services, it's going to be the structural implications and the make good that you're going to have to do on where they've been moved from. If you're, you know, creating an island where you didn't have one, it can be quite straightforward until you need to put services in it. So it's really important that you consider all of that as you design your renovation and you think about that in the layout of your kitchen. Now, for those who are building new, when you locate or, for example, you're pouring a new slab to put your kitchen into um, when you're renovating, 
when you locate your sink in your island bench, you are going to need plumbing supply and waste at that point underneath your island bench. So if you're building new or you're pouring a new slab for your existing house to put a kitchen on, you want to ensure that where that plumbing supply and waste goes is going to be marked on your slab plan exactly where you want it to go so that you don't end up with pipework coming through your slab in the wrong location. And you definitely don't want to go about changing your mind about where your sink is located in your island bench and sliding it one way or the other once those pipes have been positioned because the pipes coming up through the slab are going to then chew up space in your island cabinetry if they have a new location to go through rather than just going directly vertically up. If you move that that sink sideways because you've changed your mind or they've stuffed up where to put those Um, plumbing points into the slab you're going to chew up space within your joinery getting those plumbing pipes to where they need to go so those are my six points for why I don't like to locate sinks in island benches when designing kitchens in both new homes and renovations so just as a reminder point number one in most kitchens the island bench is an expensive investment and a feature item that's on display so the last thing you want to do is put a sink in it and draw attention to that sink Point number two is the sink is a messy zone in the kitchen and I've never seen it not be a messy zone. So again, having that as a focal point in your kitchen is not ideal. Point number three is we don't stand at our sinks like we used to and hence we don't need to have it in the island bench in order to feel connected to the other activity in the home. Point number four is that I don't agree with the working triangle as a means for laying out a kitchen. I do agree with ideal dimensions, but I find that the working triangle is often used as the justification for locating the sink in the island bench. And I don't think that it's necessary for a functional kitchen layout. Point number five is that the island bench does many jobs in a modern family home and having a sink in it will disrupt those functions and really, really diminish the effectiveness of your kitchen and how it can integrate with your family life overall. And point number six was for the renovators, the supply of plumbing to an island bench can be problematic, especially in renovations where the existing floor is a concrete slab on ground because of how you need to run services and what that can do to the integrity of the slab and then finishing it off afterwards. Now, just before I go on, I wanted to do a quick tip about services. So it can be good to have an electrical PowerPoint or two in your island bench for when you might want to use an appliance or something like that at the island bench itself. Say you want to put a a mix master on it or something like that or use a bar mix. Now, I really encourage you to think about this as you're designing and you design in that power supply so that it doesn't end up being what on what happens for a lot of people on an exposed end of the island bench. I've seen people have to cut power points into their stone waterfall end on their island bench or something similar. Much better to have a blank drawer panel on the island bench joinery on the inside of the kitchen or that can be a really good way to conceal the power supply or there's even uh, pop-up power supplies um, that you can get in included in your kitchen bench design where they're integrated into the bench top and then you press them and the PowerPoint rises out of the bench top. So that can work well as well. Just make sure that you're thinking about that and designing that in. Now, I mentioned too that whenever I discuss this preference to not locate sinks within island benches and to avoid locating any surfaces in island benches, homeowners will come to me with very common what ifs, you know, questions about whether this is kind of a workaround or a justification for why to have their sink in their island bench. So I've got the top five, the the five most common things that I hear that I'll go through now. 
The first one is, what if I put the main sink in the butler's pantry and then I add a smaller sink in the island? So many will talk, as I mentioned earlier, about putting their sink in the butler's pantry so that they can keep their kitchen uncluttered and the dirty dishes out of sight, especially when they're entertaining. That will be where the main kitchen main kitchen sink goes. And then, um, you know, I see homeowners who do a lot of entertaining just think this is going to be a really good idea. The sink though, it can be a really heavily trafficked zone in the kitchen. So when you put the main one away in the butler's pantry, that may be problematic for you for everyday use. Also, you'll most likely want to locate your dishwasher in there as well because the dishwasher works best when it's located near and associated with the main sink. And then that can impact where all your cutlery and dishes end up getting stored and how much you're walking around every time you unpack the dishwasher or how much you're walking around every time you want to use those items. So, you know, vice versa. So if you are specifying two sinks, just be really intentional about how you'll use each of them. Otherwise, what will happen is you'll probably just grow the mess rather than aggregate it into one space. You know, some will put a zip tap with that smaller sink that does, you know, boiling, sparkling and filtered water. Uh, And they'll put the zip tap with the smaller sink in the island bench to differentiate the two. Um, and they'll then know that they'll still need water within the kitchen area itself if they do need to access it without having to go into the butler's pantry. Um, But if you are going to do that, just then, you know, put the sink right down one end of the island bench so that you still have some functional bench real estate in your island bench and it's it's not taking up too much space. But my preference is that you don't do it still. Now, the second uh, what if that I get is what if I don't have enough room for my sink and my cooktop on the back bench? Now, if you don't have a sufficient room for both your sink and your cooktop in the back bench, then as I said earlier, I would actually suggest putting your cooktop in your island bench. And there's lots of different ways that you can deal with the exhaust of your cooktop um, these days. Uh, in the design that I spoke about, we actually still had an undermounted range hood over the top of our island bench um, and we built it in as a design feature. It was all, was concealed and it worked really well. I actually think though that many overestimate the amount of bench space that they need around their cooktop and their sink and they space them a long way from each other. I actually prefer to review how the drawers and the cupboards will be arranged below those items and, and beside those items and consider then whether you're going to have a wall oven or an underbench oven and then look at the dishwasher location as well. You'll probably find that when you start mapping that out, you can actually locate your sink and your cooktop closer than you think, especially if you've got a lot of clear bench space on your island bench. The third what if that I get is this one. So what if I'm somebody who worries about washing veggies in the sink and then bringing them to the island bench and dropping water in between. So I've had homeowners tell me that they're regularly washing and rinsing items in their sink. They don't want to transport them across circulation space, dropping water in the process. Instead, they want to have the prep space beside where they're washing those items. Now, this is obviously a personal choice. I think you can still make this work with your island in the back bench. Maybe that you have a space beside the sink in your back bench to prep. You could transport them in something to get them to the island or you can dry your hands off before you move around the kitchen. Ultimately, I think it comes down to your expectations of how wet things will be, how much you'll be moving around, what that means for your kitchen overall. I find that some actually prefer to have their cooktop and their sink near each other and some prep space in between because then they do the prep there and they use their island for serving. So it's it really is ultimately a personal choice. 
The fourth what if that I get is what if I don't like washing up with my back to everyone. So this is totally understandable. There are loads of ways though to design the kitchen and your home so that you don't have your back to everyone whilst using the sink. It could be that your kitchen is L-shaped. It could be the arrangement of the kitchen living dining area that varies to suit. If this is something that really will bother you, then consider the design overall and how the layout works overall rather than believing that it means that you actually have to locate your sink in your island bench. The fifth uh, what if that I get is this. So what if I make the island bench extra large to accommodate the sink plus give me lots of space around it? Now, sure, you can do this. I don't think it totally removes the issues that I've discussed and you'll have to review this against your floor plan design and what it can accommodate and also review it against the constraints of the benchtop material that you're working with and your kitchen joinery. I'd still suggest locating the sink down one end, you know, tucked away sort of from your main kind of living area access. You just don't want it to take up more room in that it needs to in your benchtop. In your island bench, you know, sinks that are located centrally in the island bench, they really kill me. And, uh, and so, yeah, just review all of that together and, and, and make those decisions. I think that's, I mean, I think that's what they've done in the block. They had these massive island benches with sinks down one end of them. I still think that it compromises how functional those island benches can be and how they'll feel and operate on a daily basis. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention, I've been getting asked a lot about pot taps. So these are the taps that people are starting to put in the splashback behind their cooktop. Uh, to fill pots whilst they're positioned on the cooktop. I'm personally not a fan. (laughs) I actually, I just can't fathom locating water over the top of a gas or electrical appliance. We're legally not allowed to have electrical outlets within a certain distance of the taps in a bathroom, but we can apparently put a tap right over a cooktop. That just seems really, really strange to me. Now, I've had people say that it's the best thing that they've ever done. They love that they can fill up their pots on the cooktop and they don't have to take a pot to a water source in order to fill it up with water to soak after it's been cooking. You know, they can just fill it right there and and leave it and go about serving dinner. Um, But you're still going to have to carry that pot somewhere to the sink to empty it out, aren't you? So it's still going to involve carrying water inside pots, you know, to and from a sink. Now, I I personally, I don't, if I'm having to put water into a pot after, like after it's been cooking, I don't, and I, you know, to do that whole soaking thing, I, I just fill out a, up a jug or a jar with water and I pour that into the cooktop, sorry, into the pot whilst it's on the cooktop. Um, I think... I think if you're worried about how far you have to carry your pots with water and that's the reason that you're including a pot tap, then it's worthwhile you're reviewing the dimensions, the layout and the size of your kitchen overall. I'm also not sure about locating a metal tap at the back of your cooktop because that's an item with lots of grooves and surfaces that you then need to keep clean of the grime and the spatter from what you cook on your cooktop. I think that we have Joanna and Chip Gaines from Fixer Upper to thank for this one. They seem to put it one in all of their kitchens um, that in the homes that they were doing. For me personally, and as I said, personal choice. This is a personal choice. But for me personally, there are so many other things that I would spend money on before I included something like that. Okay. Whew. Now, who could have thought you could do a whole podcast episode on why to not put a sink in your island bench, but there you have it. So the short answer to why I don't think you should put a sink or any other services for that matter into your island bench is that 
it just really does compromise how functional and fantastic that island bench element can be in your kitchen design and in the use of your home overall. I find that it turns a fantastic gathering space into something that's utilitarian and potentially messy and it puts the utilitarian and the messy stuff on display. Island benches are lovely big kitchen tables that are built in and they can be so awesome when they're left uncluttered and like a big welcoming table and hub for your kitchen and your home. Now, I have got loads of resources about kitchen design, about kitchen materials, about kitchen do's and don'ts that are available on the website. I've got the mini course that I mentioned as well. And of course, there's home method too. So I'm going to pop all of those links to all of that information, plus, of course, access to the full and free downloadable PDF transcript of this episode and you can grab the floor plan of the kitchen that I mentioned before you can find it all at www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 254 that's the numbers 254 and if you'd like to access lots more information like this about the details of home design and more as you research design build and renovate your future home make sure you continue diving into all of the other resources that are available on undercover architects platforms And I would also suggest checking out my flagship online program, Home Method. You can find that by heading to www.homemethod.com.au. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Bye.